This is your Act One Beginners Call. Act One Beginners. Hello and welcome to Season Two of Act One Beginners Call. We had a hiatus of sorts. We gave up. We gave up. <laughs> we forgot how demanding education is. We did. Well, because you were the only one in education previously and then mm. I went off to Bruford, so, you know. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think of last year as being education for me. I guess it was education. I wasn't in university. You I don't feel educated, like I just... <laughs> well, first of all, the lecturers the weren't the showing up and then... Ooh. Yeah, it's funny to think that last year my biggest complaint was that I only had about half a term's worth of education because of strikes, and now yeah. <laughs> now I don't even have a reason to see my lecturers. <laughs> but on a happier note, there was a period of time when we could go to the theatre, Olivia. Woo. Wow. And so what we... a great two weeks that was. <laughs> I've just realised you have to put stats onto the Hamilton thing because that's the first episode of this or do you want to well we say that it depends how long this takes to edit okay I'll keep going then it could be number two (laughs) I'll put a disclaimer on it don't worry and uh so I was very I'm very lucky I go to drama school in London so I have lots of access to the theatre so I was able to see two shows three shows look at you three shows in the time between uh september 19th and uh early november yeah there's unfortunately not much going on in terms of theater wise in exeter so no it's a bit dry in my neck of the woods but but what we did see in august was jesus christ superstar yes yes we did which is crazy to think six months ago now oh my god Oh yeah. my god! Isn't that, weird? that is yeah. really what. Sorry about that, but. <laughs> and uh, well, we saw that when open air theatre was allowed, socially mm. distanced, and it was a good day, wasn't it? It was like the weather was fine. Yeah, we had the occasional shower. We were meant to, we were meant to be rained out, I think, and yeah. it ended up just doing a bit of a drizzle at one point and then Pathetic giving up. Drizzle. So. Yeah, I was actually I actually wore my sunglasses more often than yeah. A raincoat, so... I kind of wish we'd gone in the evening to have, like, the yeah. third effect of the lights, but then, you know... Also, it's one of those things, because um, if people uh, don't know, we saw it at the uh, Regent's oh, yeah. Park Open Air Theatre, which... Uh, I Had you been there before? I had. I saw Into the okay. Woods there a few years ago. Mm. I'd never stepped foot in there. I didn't even know what to expect. And... It really is a kind of luck of the draw. Well, I guess because the sun rises and sets in the same place every day, so it's not really a luck of the draw. <laughs> if you know the theatre, yeah. you know how the sun works. Yeah. It's not that hard, but we were on the side of... Uh, so we kind of got the setting sun. Oh, boy, Or the we kind did. of lowering sun for a bit of it. So the sunglasses were on, and um, at least in my case, because I have prescription sunglasses... <laughs> Every time I had to switch between my sunglasses sunglasses and my normal glasses, there was a period of time where I could not see what was going on. <laughs> I just saw blurred movement. It was great. Good fun. But actually, it was good we were wearing sunglasses or glasses of sorts because I remember clutching your hand because I burst into tears. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was going to be that emotional. But so if you didn't see the show, as a lot of people didn't, 
So there's the overshore where they come on, they did a bit of a dance. And then on the big kind of da, 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 they, so they, were, they had their faces covered as they were coming in onto the stage. Very 2020. Very 2020. And then they pulled them down. The lights came. It was the perfect moment. It, it was like the stars aligning. It, and yeah. I think especially as we hadn't seen a show for since four months by that point. 15th of February. Five months maybe. Mm, yeah, so five months. But it was a bit of, it was quite a, quite impactful. I think if we saw it in the evening, it would have been actually probably more impactful because the lights yeah. would have really, uh, all the lights kind of shone at that moment. And whew, 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 that was a, that was a, because you're not, as well, because you're not even really a big, do you like Jesus Christ Superstar? I love not, Jesus Christ you, Superstar. You kind of have a oh touchy relationship with Andrew. I do have a very touchy relationship. <laughs> You know what? I like Joseph. I like Jesus Christ Superstar. I can bear Evita. Um, cats again, very love hate <laughs> relationship with that one. I cannot. Can't stand that's Phantom. Just that I will never get. Can't stand yeah, Love can Never Phantom. Dies. And I'm sure there's something mm. called All I Ask of You, but that that's a song. But there's another that's one. I swear. Another Bobby one. Another one, really. And then he's doing Cinderella. So there's Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Oh, that, was it, that it wasn't Ask Knockout Ask Jeeves is a search Jeeves. engine, you dumbo. Oh, was it? It's called Jeeves, isn't it? By Jeeves. Jeeves. Whatever Jeeves. it was, it was a shit show. Whatever it was, it wasn't good. <laughs> it happened, it wasn't good. The way that they did, if anyone's interested, like, COVID precautions-wise, everyone was socially distanced on stage. I mean, it, okay, if you've not been to Regent's Open Air, it's this massive expansive stage and they use steps so they could, like, space out and everything. And they wiped mm. down mic stands in, like, the most stylistically way possible. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that was going to be a highlight of the show, but it was. Cleanliness, yeah, cleanliness they, is key, oh, people. They choreographed in when they had to move mic stands because it was a stage concert and it was a slightly abridged version compared to normal. Um... Although I can't think off the top of my head what they've cut out. I guess like just transitional music. But they choreographed into it the uh, dancers using like their clothes or cloths yeah. to pick up the mic stands instead of just picking them up. So yeah, it was a... Uh... And, and they, it was very... It was choreographed so if someone moved down a step, the dancer net, like closest to them would move up one. Yeah. So they were always... But the band I thought was really clever because obviously you can't have anyway, And... Unless the stage allows you to, a full band on stage anyway. But so we had the MD on keys, bass, drums, I think, wearing masks and screens. Drums and screens. the brass were behind brass, yeah. screens in their little box. Box, yeah. But there was also a much bigger band because they brought out a saxophonist. What a legend. What was your, your favourite part about Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh, good. You know, I loved, like, the, the girl who was, like, the dance captain. Genesis mm. Linnea, I think her name is. She was... Well, it's not the same Genesis as Six Genesis. It is. Is it? Oh, it is. Me in my memory. Like, and the, and the reason is, I, like, uh, she just stands out in my memory as someone who just completely immersed in the whole damn thing. Yeah. And because she... The way they did the... L- like the lashes was mm. with glitter 
Now, as directorial choice, that's a bold one. I I liked it because. But it was you just her some, kind of scooping into odd... a basin and. <laughs> I just love um, I just love that Andrew Lloyd Webber decided to write pretty much a whole song where Pilot just angrily counts. It's a choice. Thing is, we got we got to about twenty six. I thought, God, we've got enough now. Musically, get, we've had enough. Of, I don't care what the biblical story where, is. Well, the thing is, I don't even think it's in the Bible. Really? I don't know. There's prob- it probably is in one of the Gospels, but off the top of my head, I can't oh. think of. But, I mean, that's saying that, Jesus Christ Superstar does get quite a lot accurate. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously not the whole dance break after he dies, but I mean, imagine, I do enjoy that, though. Would have been, been an interesting sight if there was a choreographed dance routine at the base of the crucifixion. But Flash mob. Can't have everything. <laughs> but... Yeah, that was a yeah. Actually, now you've reminded me of that scene. Mm. I kind of had forgotten how it was done. I like, yeah. I quite liked it. Actually, no, I lie. My favorite moment was when Jesus crucified himself. Yes, because you can't a, touch each I, other. So who yeah. else is gonna crucify himself? Anavia, what was your favorite part of Jesus Christ Superstar? Well, Gigi, I don't actually remember much of it because it was six months ago. But, um, <laughs> Pilot. Pilot is my favourite character in the show, mm. so I liked him. Although he had nothing on uh, the American live versions pilot who wore purple leather pants. <laughs> um, I say pants, I mean trousers. I don't know why How whenever American I talk about American... Yeah, every time I talk about American culture, yeah. I start using American terms instead of British terms. If you like Pilot, what else did you like? Um, Herod, he was a bop. He was. Uh, However, the, the, um, the Pharisees were great. The Pharisees were funny. Home, Homer like eroticism. Kimonos on, not kimonos, but like dressing gowns. You know, those like silk robes. Yeah, the silk dressing gown thing. <laughs> um, well, I don't think about Herod's song though, because like I guess you couldn't have like loads of dancers and stuff like that. Mm. It was a little underwhelming. Yeah, I have to say, because it is Herod's song is normally the time where everything goes a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, and it was he also was walking they pulled down this massive uh gold cloth yeah down the whole flight of so the stage is a staircase effectively it's just stairs yeah and they pulled down this big uh gold cloth that was like silky mm-hmm. down the whole thing and they held it there he was barefoot i spent the entire song thinking he was going to trip we were terrified weren't we? and like there's a whole bit of a dance break it was just mm. him grooving just him yeah, on a massive a stage. Oh, oh, Judas! Can't forget Judas. He was he had a he was really strong vocally. It took quite a while for me to warm up to Jesus in comparison. Mm. So I think I liked Judas so quickly, and I really enjoyed his character, Jesus. It took me almost okay. a, yeah almost until Gethsemane, which is basically the make it or break it song yeah. for Jesus as a character, as an actor. Mm. Um, it kind of took me until then to actually kind of decide if I liked him or not. And I did like him. He was very good. I remember him he was very doing good. Gethsemane very well. Pepe But no, Judas, Judas was very easy to warm up to. And I, I didn't really care when Jesus was crucified. But I cared when Judas died. Now, that's probably... The intention, isn't it? 
But I've not, but like in the concert version with Tim Minchin, I felt more sorry mm-hmm. for Jesus because I think of how he was treated in Herod's song. So that might be why, yeah. actually. Because like the way they did it, if you haven't seen the concert version, is they got all these cameras involved, which doesn't make sense because the whole point is that he can't spread his message because he's not in present day. But if there's cameras, he can spread his message by being on a camera. I never understood that. But in Superstar, Judas's lyrics are something like, uh, if, you, if you come today, you could have re- reached a whole nation. Israel in BC had no mass communication. They had cameras at exactly the same point as he was saying those lyrics. Yeah, it was good. And um, I would happily go see it again. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Did you feel safe in the theatre? Just from like a... We're in a, in a pandemic point of view. Oh, definitely, yeah. I think, uh, I think because it's open air and it's literally there is no covering, it that definitely helps. And they had a row between each row free, so yeah. it was, you were separated. Um, they, and they had two seats between each bubble, so yeah, I felt yeah. completely, mm. completely safe. In a strange segue, I went to see Sleepless in Seattle at the mm. Troubadour Wembley Park Theatre in October. The new one. The new, the new one with Jay McGuinness and someone from Girls Allowed who isn't Cheryl Cole. Kimberly Walsh. There we go. I was about to say, I know she's blonde, but that's it. <laughs> um, and I'll get into the actual show in a minute, but being in an indoor theatre again was amazing. It felt full, even though it was probably about like, be just under half as a capacity mm. and of course you had to wear masks and stuff and I think people were more compliant because it was indoors but the whole point is that so we'd seen this show that was entirely socially distanced but this show wasn't because the cast were getting tested I think every other day and they were kind mm. of bubbled but they weren't bubbled because they weren't living together but they were bubbled and you just kind of have yeah. to think they're bubbled but okay, as a show if I may be explicit, was shit. <laughs> it was. Have it was, you seen the movie? Unfortunately, I've never seen the movie. I only know like, like stills from it. It's a and fine I know it's a movie. romance. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's sad. It's sweet. It's Tom Hanks. It's sweet. It's not it's sad. Fun. It's more like okay. Eh. I didn't. I wasn't really moved by it. It's no love, actually. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen Love Actually. Either. It's no The Holiday. I haven't seen The Holiday. <laughs> it's no The Princess Witch, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, but it's a fine film. And, okay, I wouldn't make a musical out of it. So we don't know yeah. the story. It's a guy, I don't know his name. A girl, I don't know her name. The guy has a son because his wife's dead. <laughs> and then this woman, no, he says something on the radio about... I'm alone, I'm looking for a wife. Maybe his son does that, I don't know. But I was going to say, the, nat- the natural conversation you have when you're on the radio. Yeah. And then this, the girl hears it and she's like, oh, I'm going to find this man. And somehow they meet. And then, you know, they fall in love. And then, and then he says, or she says, someone says, meet me at the Empire State Building. And then they miss each other. Then they find each other. It's quite exciting. Thrilling material to write a musical on. Where does Seattle come into it? Oh, but he... 
it's Someone lives in Seattle, called... Olivia. Just go. No, but one. they they uh, called it Sleepless. So did they change locations? Is that it? No. What? Uh, it was Sleepless in Seattle. Because the, t- the musical is just named Sleepless, so maybe they change location. So it's but Sleepless in New York doesn't have the same ring. No, but the Empire State Building. I think one of them lives. I think they live in Seattle and they flew out. I could tell you're paying deep attention to the show, Gigi. Okay, I can't sing you any songs. Jay McGuinness, legitimately. So if you're talking American accent, it's like, you know, you're talking, you're talking, you're talking, and then like he was singing a really nice song. What? He suddenly breaks into British. And I'm like, oh. okay. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, my son, come here. Oh, shut up, mate. I see you have a strong reaction to it. What about, yeah. well, in comparison, you saw one other, you saw another show. I did. That was a play. Around the same time. I saw, about play. a week later, Quarter Life Crisis by Yolanda Mercy. A one woman show. It was 50 minutes long, but honestly, it felt like 20. Mm. So well written. It was so relatable. She had a Tinder, like, she had human Tinder with the audience, which was socially distanced. Oh, funny oh, nice. thing about the Bridge Theatre and that show, because I saw it at the Bridge Theatre, I didn't say that, yeah. didn't I? They gave me, instead of giving me a bottle of wine, they gave me a bottle of wine in a plastic cup. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The easiest way to consume a bottle of wine. The thing is, I don't know what's more COVID safe, but I don't see how a glass bottle's any less safe than a plastic cup. Is it just like they don't let the bars into the theatre? Is that it? I don't know. I would think it was more glass, no glass in the theatre than COVID. That makes sense. <laughs> How big was the cup though? Because a bottle of wine. It, was, quite it didn't large. feel like a bottle. I have to be honest. Was it a small bottle? Was it one of those like individual? But I didn't. I didn't like see actual? this bottle on the view. Oh I gosh. did not bear Who witness. Maybe you, were sw- maybe you were swindled out of half I a think bottle of wine. No, but it was so well worth it. And then if you can go and support these theatres when they open, because they probably will open with one-person shows, mm. go. The bridge have a very, they've done, they did quite, uh, they did like a season of one-person yeah, shows. Yeah, so open with Rafe Fiennes, better known as Lord yeah. Voldemort, better known as uh, the director of a film about Rudolf Nureyev, where he spoke Russian throughout the entire thing. Better known as. Oh, no, 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 he's best... Oh, oh, yes, that classic. (laughs) He's best known for The Dig. Have you seen The Dig on Netflix? I think... No, I think we'll stick to the previous comment of as known as Voldemort, because... Anyway, um, quarter life crisis. So, yes. what was it about? What was so they had? She had a human Tinder with the audience. She did. Okay, the main premise of the show was basically a mental breakdown about the fact that she'd gone to university and done well. Hmm. She'd got a job, not a, hmm. not like an entry level job. Like I think she was a waitress. Yeah. She got friends, but ultimately she was so unsatisfied with her life because she wasn't doing what she wanted to do. And it was, there was a bit about going back into her past. And her granddad, I think, was a slave. I'm not oh. sure where he where he was, but he was. But then he also was the first of the, gener- of the generations of her family to be freed. So that was a very interesting moment. But it was kind of all about 
for her her experience as a black woman in Britain. But it was very light-hearted. There were those moments, which I'm sure can imagine what she was talking about. But... Yeah. Oh, it was good fun. And then you saw... Uh, I don't know how long after that it was, but you saw Flight at the yeah. British Theatre, didn't you? Flight, so, the British Theatre were doing great British stuff was doing, with the... So I, 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 I hope this a, goes back because it's so easy to do socially distanced. So, so the Flight is basically you are in a private booth with headphones on. So you can, you're hearing the show through the headphones and you're kind of seeing things around you. Um, and it's about orphan brothers and their kind of journey across Europe. And everything's done in kind of miniatures. Okay. It's quite cute. But, um, Interesting. It's quite, it, was, it, was, it was quite magical. It's, it's like you are on a plane and you're seeing things in the window. It's, I think... Places like the bridge, which are, again, the bridge is a new theatre, so it has the ability to kind of adapt itself yeah. very easily, unlike a lot of the old traditional West End theatres. But it's kind of allowed those modern theatres to test out new styles of shows yeah. that otherwise maybe would have got either put into a smaller venue like, or mm. like a workshop space or would have had maybe like a week's run somewhere. Yeah. Plasters fringe. And kind of given them a... Maybe. Yeah, could have um, and given them a bit of a bigger stage. Yeah, yeah. that's really good because I know the turbine didn't add up panto, and loads of those kinds of theatres are kind of finally getting yeah. the press they need. Smaller venues yeah. that are off West End because obviously I'd love Wicked to reopen, but equally yeah. the turbine is the probably the venue that needs more money to keep going. Well, yeah, these new theatres that are kind of a bit more independent mm-hmm. and outside of the conglomerate of Macintosh. I know, Cameron Mackintosh and Delphont theatres and whatever. There's a documentary about him on Sky Arts. What a bastard. Yeah, I did kind of... He is... Well, because it was saying, like, a... he's overbear... Not overbear... Well, he cares... Obviously cares a lot about all his shows, but then he mm. wants to dominate. So if the, even the theatre's mm. not built right... He suddenly got an interior design qualification. On the subject of theatres, some of them did reopen in London, the West End theatres. So six reopened, everybody's talking about Jamie reopened, and then suddenly tier four. Yeah, they were only open for six, did maybe a week? I think six had a few weeks, but Jamie got a lot, 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 lot less. Two performances? Two days or something. It was kind of like a blink and you miss yeah. it sort of thing. But it's just a classic example of how this government treats the arts. The amount of art students who have dropped out, and I have to say this is mainly art, like drama degrees rather than vocational, like my degree. People are switching to medicine. Because people mm. are going, that's a more, you know, highlighted career at the moment. I can probably get a job at the end of it. I mean, I well, medicine's not one you kind of just drop and go, yeah, sure. It's not like you're dropping drama to go and do, like, history or something. Medicine is quite tough, but it is that sort of thing of there's been no support for in-person. So, like, I have a lot of friends who do art degrees, like actual art, and it's online instead of them being in a studio doing art in person and learning from an instructor, learning from real life, learning from practice with the equipment that they need because 
let's be real, most of my friends are very lucky to have the support to have good art infrastructure at home. But if you don't, then you are probably going to lose out. And every, I mean, my housemate is a drama student and she is doing her practical modules all online this term. And it's, it's tough. I'm it's it's so it like it's expendable like yes yes Mm. reopen and shows did everything possible you were safer in the arts theater than you were on oxford street yet what stayed open till boxing day it's crazy to think that last time i spent seven hours in spoons one time yeah with no issue crazy (laughs) spent seven hours on saturday i was like cool i'm just gonna keep drinking i have nowhere else to be but i think as well being a first year we've not had any of that independence that I think mm. you in a way were lucky to have but also you were, you've been the most hit I know I've I can admit that second years in my position have probably and will probably get the better deal out of everything because we didn't have our third year completely written off in a sense where we could we should be celebrating with friends especially at the end we haven't had our first year completely derailed, kind of sitting alone in rooms that we with people like surrounded by people we don't know. We kind of had a we're ho- and hopefully by next year, things will kind of be more towards normal, especially with the way the vaccinations are going. So I can admit that we have been relatively lucky with how I've fallen into the university. Timeline. What I'm worried about as a vocational drama student, my voice is nowhere near as trained as it would be if I'd been in person Mm -hmm. my body's not trained and I've been at home for three months well I'm going to be by the end of the month and I've not got the space to do everything I need to do that's why I use a studio and then all my practical shows are shoved back and they're extending the term so I have about three weeks off no it's more than that I don't know but I'm much shorter summer than I should have because it's to make up that time but even then it's not making them that time fun fact east 15 second year combat students are striking because online lessons aren't doing anything not surprised good on them i hope it goes well but a show that i was i didn't go and see well you can't really go and see it but i'll explain that in a minute that i think would have been really cool is a show called contact so this is actors around you are performing in the middle of london i think other places as well but, like, imagine you're walking on the Thames and you see these people with headphones just shouting at each other. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, to be honest, most people in London probably would ignore yeah. it. It's like, okay, that may- it's London. But the point is you're, like, you, you have your own earphones and you're plugged in and it's like a walking tour around London, but you're following these actors. Quite an interesting concept, but shows you how. Oh, yeah, when you brought it up, I'd never heard of it, which makes me wonder how successful it was because it seemed to pass me by quite it was quietly. It was on Watch on Stage. That's why I knew about okay. it. But it seemed an interesting concept. Equally, Olivia, have you seen any either filmed or streamed shows recently? So, yeah, I mean, Andrew and I. Webber's The Shows Must Go On have kind of been a bit patchy recently, so I haven't really been watching of that. But what I did get my mum over Christmas is, um, what her favourite musical is Les Mis, classic. Last show I saw, well, apart from Jesus Christ Superstar, the last show I, show I saw live. And 
I got her the DVD of the staged concert version of Les Mis that was put on at the Gilgood Theatre while the Queen's now Sondheim Theatre was being refurbished. And it got really big praise when it had its run. Everyone seemed to absolutely love it. And I can see why. I like Les Mis. I do. And I grew up with it. So I grew up listening to Les Mis. We've discussed this in uh, previous episodes. Uh, it was one of the first things I ever remember listening to in my mum's car. And I've seen it multiple times in multiple ways. I've never really enjoyed Apart from when I was younger, I've never enjoyed listening to it. It's not made its way onto my musicals playlist. I know the songs are good. It's just like, it's all right. I can appreciate it. I'm not going to like hang out to it, belt a bit of on my own and all that jazz. But watching the staged concert, I went, oh my God, this is great. And I've now got the cast record, the uh, sound, no, the cast recording of it on my musicals playlist because I loved it so much. It is, I really recommend it. The staging is amazing. The lighting design is amazing. There are so many lights. So well done. Um, yeah, it's just pretty darn good. Uh, the guy who plays Alon- Alondraz, I don't know how to say his Do name. Do any of us. No, even my mum doesn't. She's been watching the musical for years. <laughs> <laughs> Alondraz, the, the uh, barricades guy, he has a brilliant man bun. He was also our... Javert when we saw him live in the Sondheim Theatre um but he has a John Owen Jones no 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 he's my no this is a Londras oh, uh, the guy yeah. who played it Ooh. he then moved on to Javert in the uh Sondheim oh. Theatre which is an interesting kind of transition from Londras to Javert yeah. but he was very good at Javert and very good in the Londras wow. and has very long hair <laughs> very good man bun wow so yeah but I do recommend seeing it it's a good version yeah what was michael ball like because i have a difficult relationship with michael ball so kind of from a technical point of view michael ball sounds like if you get a turkey like a live turkey and you and you shake the giblets wow so my mum actually said because my mum loves alfie and michael she good old alfie she's seen their concert before like she's seen them live together before uh, she actually said it was only until the end of Stars that it was when he finished that she went, I wasn't feeling him in Javert. I wasn't particularly liking him, but Stars actually made me like him and now I can see him playing the role. So I think he's, I think he's a bit of a strange one, but I didn't mind him personally. I don't mind him like as a, singer particularly like I can give or take him I don't really have strong opinions I didn't mind him my mum but my mum took until about stars to warm up to him uh on an, a different stream show the Armida Theatre did Nine Lessons and Carols mm. which I thought was going to be a bit like a church service but it really wasn't most of us know the Nine Lessons and Carols from King's yeah. College and the live stream so I was a bit, mm. but then I bought a ticket to it and it was like, you can watch it, you know, live stream it. And it was fantastic. So the girl we saw playing Mary Magdalene at Jesus Christ Superstar mm. wrote the music for this play. Oh. And it was basically monologues and duologues about being in a in lockdown and isolation. So like a husband and wife were talking about getting like separating. 
uh, a father and daughter were like lying to each other. It was quite exciting, but oh. it was very clever, a bit heartbreaking, but it was cute. It was nice, and they it, there was oh, a nice yeah. duologue between a black mother and her son, and about her being apprehensive about her son being going to the Black Lives Matter protests. So that felt yeah. very what's the word? Yeah, current. So it was obviously it. Her, it literally was written like the week before rehearsals or in oh, wow. or during rehearsals it was kind of written yeah so it was a really interesting concept and so like we have to kind of think a lot of good stuff has come out of this yeah and you have to kind of applaud the people in the industry for continuing to innovate at the time but we are seeing something this <gasps> yes Sunday. we are oh, what or whenever Sunday. Or whenever whenever this comes out at some point previously before this has gone out but in the future for yes. us in the future for us we are seeing oh god what's it called a uh, movie mischief mischief movie night, night. well done olivia yes mischief, mischief new night. night if you don't know mischief theater company you really should they have done the play that goes wrong peter pan goes wrong magic goes wrong Grown Ups, they, that was the show they also did as well. And it started off as an improv comedy group and then they've grown and grown and grown and gone platinum and international. This, and... They do Showstoppers as well, don't they? That's them, isn't it? No. Or is that a different, a different group? group. With a similar Equally premise. good, but similar premise. Equally great. But Mischief Movie Night, they've, it's been their kind of, they do it every now and again. It's not a kind of, it's kind of always rolling in the background. They yeah. do some nights here and there. Yes. Um, but it's always get really good reviews. So we're yeah. kind of seeing Excited about that. That's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. But something we have booked kind of far into the future is Back to the Future, which is coming Ooh. to London's West End. After getting a, doing a really good run in Manchester, yes. really good reviews in Manchester. Yeah, so that's exciting. exciting stuff for the future, whether it, whether we're in yes. the same seats or not because of social distancing, we don't know. But we're <laughs> yeah. going. It's exciting. Yeah. You need stuff to look forward to, don't we? Yeah. And that's kind of a, maybe a good place to stop. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in of Sorry. Act One, Beginner's Call, of our second series. Woo. Woo. I've been Gigi. I have been Olivia. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>